Imagine a football platform where the world's best writers give you the real story about what's going on at United. Imagine no pop-up ads, no clickbait headlines and no ridiculous rumours to be let down by anymore. You don't have to imagine anymore. Meet The Athletic. No ads, no nonsense, just football. Visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash United We Stand to start your 30-day free trial and get 50% off your annual subscription. The Athletic. Hey up, I'll just introduce myself. It's Wee Alec here, reporting for United We Stand on the day Bournemouth come to town. It's a very different scenario from the first game for United at home in Project Restart. Uh, when it really was cracking the flags and you needed your uh, suntan lotion and shades. It's uh, back to normal now, but when I say back to normal, I'm looking across the road at Rock Spice, which is uh, shut, and uh, walk past the Trafford early on, which was shut. I'll be going back into Bishop's Blaze, hopefully having a word with the landlord bed. Uh, but they won't be showing the game and then I'll have another mooch around and hopefully bring you the perspective of uh, whichever fans have managed to brave the elements so see you later okay folks it's uh, lashing it down outside as you uh, as you might expect uh, but this is we Alec I've nipped out of the rain and I've found myself in uh, somewhere uh, on the face of it sounds like a dream residence for any red um, because if you walk right outside the gate, take your first left, your first right, I believe, is the bridge that goes over the railway and back into the, the United Road and South Stand. Is that right, Toddy? Yeah, yeah, that's just at the bottom there, yeah. You come out, come out of the, uh, the house here to look right and you can see the Stratford end there. So many people would be uh, envious of that, but what's the reality like? Uh, well, it's weird, and it's two extremes. Uh, match day, you know, it was at eighty odd thousand people take over the area. You know what I mean? Uh, total uh, chaos. Uh, you know, traffic coaches everywhere on the road. Can't get a parking space. Uh, you know, it's just like being taken over. Uh, non-match days, total silence. Uh, unless you walk round the corner, then it's all the folk uh, coming from all over. That's going to the uh, on the stadium tour. The tourists, you mean? Tourists, yeah, yeah, stadium tour. So we've heard grumbles from Gorse Hill residents who say about the litter and everything. Do you have a problem? Do you end up having to do extra cleaning up or anything? Uh Oh, it's not not too bad because the council are on the case after the game. They come pretty quickly and sort it. The only thing the neighbours have round here is, uh, you know, uh, people in the entry here behind, you know, having uh, quick uh, relieving themselves, <laughs> you know what I mean, on the way to the game. I know her next door neighbour, she's always at the back gate on match day shouting at folk to use the uh, public toilet that's open. Uh, 30 seconds away. So does your neighbour have to get tooled up every uh, home <laughs> oh, game? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, she takes a monster, yeah. Well, what, talking about the neighbours, people might think, well, that's obviously all going to be United fans left and right. It's uh, 
Is that the case? Uh, no, because in this in the house here, I've got a, a housemate who's from uh, the Ukraine originally, and he's a Liverpool fan. <laughs> so Sorry, yeah, folks. you can have a lively debate. I'll yeah, pick yeah. me. I'll pick me bacon butty up. That is, we're confirming. We don't want to need need to give his name, do we? But he's a Liverpool fan living within a corner kick. Yeah, of Old he's Trafford. Ukrainian, so he's not got all the. Uh, Attributes that go scouts, <laughs> and you didn't have to put up with fireworks during the week, then? Uh, no, could hear them though, could hear them though. <laughs> so, yeah. so, what about um, when it's not on a match day? You say it's it's really quiet, yeah, yeah, match day is quiet. Uh, all the shops and that are just they just shut down uh, the pubs around here. There's only the bishops that stays open that caters for the locals. Trafford don't need to open. I can confirm that today's pretty much like that as well, even though United face Bournemouth in about an hour's time. Ladbrokes is open, I think, but that's uh, and the and the United Cafe. Yeah, yeah. But you went to, I think. Did you say the last game you went to was the Youth Cup game? Oh, the Leeds, yeah, the Leeds game, yeah, yeah. That was a bit of a throwback on their part. It was like uh, going back in time, yeah. How many did they bring? Uh, they brought over 2,000 plus. It was <laughs> it was just funny because they were treating it like they were playing, uh, you know, the first team. It was proper United. It all stood up singing all the way through and all the hatred against us, you know. Uh, I was going for my ticket uh, just before kick-off and uh, they were coming out and coming across from the coaches and uh, giving everyone abuse. <laughs> you know, you Munich this, you Munich that. Uh, like, I'm uh, just just 60 now and uh, there was guys older than me that was giving us abuse. So I was, I was laughing at how to say, look, lads, our days was the 70s, 80s. Aren't we all a bit old for this? <laughs> I just got all more abuse. So I was just shaking my head and laughing at him. It was like... You didn't, time warp time. You didn't nip back for a Stanley knife and your scarf or anything. Hey, uh, or nearly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was just, I was just stood there laughing. It was like I just couldn't believe. Still got all this hate and vitriol, you know, uh, hatred towards us. Total, total obsession. What about um, other teams? Have you seen any of them um, make it dangerous? Like, uh, like you say, anything, anything like your seventies heyday? Uh, no, no, it's it's pretty pretty quiet around here, match day. You know, like, uh, you know, you get the, you know, everybody's been on the, uh, on the beer and that. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't get no trouble now. It's all changed around here. You no, know, you don't get any trouble. And talking about the um, the old days, uh, we were around. I think we knew each other when. United got knocked out of the FA Cup by Bournemouth. Oh, yeah, 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 years uh, ago, yeah, 84. yeah. Yeah, It wouldn't be quite such a, uh, a giant killing today, but it would be a shock, wouldn't it? Uh, well, the, the state of them and us, you know what I mean? How big we are, what players we have in our squad, we've really improved now. We're a lot more positive. It's, it's enjoying watching United, but... Uh, should beat them easy. There's yeah. been people talking about how safe it is to leave the house, but uh, is it safe to look at the league table all of a sudden? 
Oh, it's good to have a look now. I'm positive and for, you know, because it's like you're not looking and thinking, oh, geez, you know, if only where we've slipped. I think we're improving all the time. A couple of years, I think we'll be uh, getting back up there if Ollie's left to do what he has to do. There's people hopefully not getting too carried away, but there could even be a Manchester Cup final at the uh, at Wembley in a, in a month's time. Oh, yeah, yeah, with nobody watching. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it don't really make any sense. It's irrelevant, you know what I mean? Like, it's at Wembley, they've got all day anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Without the crowds. You know, it'd have been great if it uh, were in the times we are at the moment and then it was uh, FA Cup final at Wembley. You know, it'd have been great. That. What about on a wider scale with um, Ollie as the uh, appointed full-time manager? Is it, did there, was there a time you thought, that's not the right idea? No, no, it was an improvement. Uh you know, I respected Mourinho for the, for what he did, but I've never been a fan. But I didn't, you know what I mean, knock him while, uh, you know, games were on and stuff. Uh, supported him, you know what I mean? Being United fans, we even supported Moyes all the way through uh, his short, turbulent uh, uh, career at United. Yeah, I remember it was, it was a shocker when Van Gaal just didn't get any recognition at all for winning the FA Cup, you know, the way... He was treated the same. I know he didn't provide the football everybody. No, wanted, it wasn't but... uh, attractive to watch. The way we just held on, held on to it, and I held on to it all the time. We weren't it attractive to watch? But it was little things there, and we won the FA Cup. You know what I mean? So. And you're, ex- you're entitled to expect some backing. Something, yeah, yeah. Not just uh, right. You know, same evening, and you just finish celebrating winning the FA Cup, and then you're down the road. It's a bit. Uh, <laughs> bit small time that he could have left it till the <laughs> so well on a final on a final note I know we've, uh, a bit about your Scottish roots is there any non-Scottish heroes of yours of yours you want to tell us about uh, you pulled on a red shirt because I right. can name I can I'm looking around me now I can see Law oh yeah, Busby, yeah yeah all the Ferguson. 70s days the Dockett's days the yeah. team was full of them wasn't they you know, and then we had Strachan 80s, uh, McClare, you know, Chocker. Uh, but who's uh, managed to carry the flag for you since then? Uh, well, anybody that's uh, comes through now, it's, you know, Scotland, you know what I mean? They're not the greatest anymore. And, uh, you know, when the, the squad used to play, we are mostly based down here and the best of uh, Celtic and Rangers. But, uh, no, no support, support. Support them all, you know, need all the help we can get at the moment, Scotland. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. All the best then, Toddy. Cheers, fella. Thanks, one. Okay, uh, we're sat here with Ben. And uh, what pub are you the landlord of? Uh, The Bishop's Blaze on Chester Road, right next to Old Trafford. That'll be a, a name familiar to most match-going Reds, I'd have thought. Um, how long have you been here, Ben? Uh, I've been here for 11 years. Uh, glad you made the move? Yeah, obviously, yeah. I'm, but, uh, I do like working here and uh, make up some do you? How does it make a difference being a Weatherspoons pub? Because they notoriously don't always show football, do they? No, they don't show football. There's only uh, a couple of Weatherspoons that actually have uh, the Sky Sports and stuff, and obviously, given where our location is, 
obviously heavily heavily relies on the uh, football, which is obviously on the road, and obviously the cricket on the other side. So it is unlike any other weather screens covering the country. So with this game in mind in particular, did the word come down from anywhere that you're not supposed to stream the game just in case? Yeah, so obviously we have Sky Sports anyway and pretty early on they decided that obviously given all the um, attention obviously they're going to get regards to reopening and um, everyone's social distancing. I think even though obviously I'm a big football fan and obviously we want to show the games and stuff, it's not a bad decision really not showing the games on um, just basically just for July. Obviously we still keep our... Sky Sports for the next season, but obviously during until the season's finished this year, we won't be showing any live games or any live sport. Okay. Let's everyone settle in really rather than everyone charging about and pouncing around like you usually do. So you going to see how it goes in, in terms of plastic yeah, screens or yeah, well, measures? Yeah, you can obviously you can see the full uh, the companies the company to be fair, the company done really well and um, they've um, obviously put everything in place for us to uh, be able to reopen. Um, I think most of the punters today have been happy um, with regards to the layout. It's not too much different. But we have lost a few covers, obviously, with regards to the social distancing, but we're confident we're back. We're, all the staff are really happy. All my staff have returned. Um, yeah, everyone's really happy and ready to get going. Were you expecting more people or less? Um, it was a bit of an unknown, really. We, we Obviously, we're still, we've been steady throughout the day, really, which is probably the best way to be, rather than keep up, like, uh, um, rather than going straight in from the office uh, literally been staggered all day steady flow of people really which is what we want just to kind of ease ourselves back in Would you normally open at 11? I noticed you're the only pub that has opened Yeah we, uh, we open at 8 o'clock every day um, we have our alcohol licence 9am every day so literally stuck to it as it is um, yeah so 9am every day so that's what it is And you do plenty of football events don't you? Yeah so uh, we, we usually we do like a, a charity sportsman's dinner every um September time, I think Andy, Andy's done a couple of uh, MC for us a couple of times. Boyley showing up. Boyley, Boyley, yeah. Boyley was heavily involved with this, um, when, he, uh, when he started off. Boyley got us a few good ones on. Yeah, but we're, uh, we're, trying, we're trying to do one every year, obviously, this year's. Um, I think it'll be, obviously, in the capacity, we've got reduced capacity. It won't be viable for us to get one on this year. But yeah, it's definitely something we're looking forward to and uh, we put it back on. Okay, well, you're a season ticket holder, but not round the corner. So right. tell, talk us through your Stockport yeah. allegiance. I'm a, a Stockport County fan. Uh, my uncle took me there down towards the park when I was about eight or nine. And uh, obviously, when we were younger, then when we uh, the secondary school was all old enough. I live in Denton, so uh, it's just literally at the road. When we were all school kids, we all got our first season ticket, and then uh, it's just kind of stuck from there. Your local rivals have changed down the years. I saw yeah. Ricky Lambert play for you. So. Yeah, Ricky Lambert, he was out. Um, yeah, obviously, we, uh, our main rivals used to be Burnley. Stoke, we've had a, a rival with Stoke years ago, but obviously, as we fell down the pyramid, find ourselves uh, rubbing against the likes of FC United and stuff like that. And um, I United have been in our league, so we literally fell off the cliff and uh, been to some grim places. We've had some, to be fair, we've had some good away days. Obviously, with Stockport, Stockport are a big club at that level. Like, uh, so it's good having like, some of the grounds that we go to, we only get like 500 away tickets. So like, I, think it's, I think last year it was 3.500 season ticket holders. So it works well to have a season ticket to get to the uh, old fashioned grounds. Was Wembley before your time then? Uh, I didn't go to, uh, obviously, the autoglass finals were. The first time I went to Wembley to watch Stockport was in 2008 when we beat Rochdale. I was. Uh, 
Yeah, first time, that's the first time I went to uh, Wembley. All right. uh, but one that was before your time, yeah, I've just pointed out on my phone, was uh, Stockport lost 3-2. I think Stockport might have drawn the home tie for that. It's down in the record books of oh, being at home, but with 40,000 in the crowd. We oh. couldn't quite make Edgley Park <laughs> yeah. the venue, would it? No, but we definitely couldn't have Edgley Park with 40,000 <laughs> with coronavirus. So I was uh, going to ask you whether Gordon McQueen deserved to get sent off in the oh, last right. minute. but um, It was just three years before my uh, time, so uh, yeah, I'll have, have to say no. <laughs> For the record, United lost, uh, beat Stockport County in that round of the League Cup and then lost in the next round to Watford oh right okay. well, so, every go. cloud <laughs> <laughs> so you tend to get all United fans in here or, or, or a mixture um, yeah obviously on a, like a United home games we just obviously literally let um, United uh, match going season ticket holders in um, keep it all apart obviously during the week uh, like Champions League Europe games uh, the days before the games you got all these fans coming over obviously doing the, the tour and all the touristy things same, similar when um, City are playing in the Champions League, we get a lot of uh, foreigners over who, are, who City are playing like the day after. Yeah. So it's a, a good mix really. But to be fair, all of it, I mean, all the uh, foreign Reds that come over, I use they class them as regulars to like all the Norwegians that come over, literally yeah. come over every game, yeah. and they're in here all weekend pretty much. So yeah, it is good like. So you're on speaking terms with plenty of these Scandinavian yeah yeah we did, I've got on really well with the Norwegians I've been uh, I've been over to stay with them a couple of times well once um, in Stavanger went over to Stavanger last year the year before last we were actually booked to go where the weekend the season finished we were booked to go to Stavanger the weekend against see them uh, but obviously you had to sack that off yeah, with the COVID uh, you had to sack it off yeah still haven't got my refund yet from a, a pedo <laughs> my flight so uh, <laughs> okay well, good luck with that, Ben. Right. Good okay. to meet you. Yeah, thanks very much. See you again. Yeah. Cheers. Right, Cheers. Nice Cheers. Nice Here we are in the Bishop's Place, and we found a, a die-hard United punter. Um, he's just trying to uh, catch up with the score, and it's 3-1 at half-time. So, over to you, mate. What's, uh, what's your name? It's Wayne, it is, mate. I've got a season ticket at Old Trafford there. Had it for 12 years now. Do you come in here before the game usually? I have done in the past now and again, yeah. I come with my lad sometimes. I'm going to uh, the traffic there. Or sometimes I go on the keys. And uh, how far do you have to come? Well, I live in Eccles, Salford. Okay, so that's a, that the tram, is it? Or do you walk? Yeah, we walk. I don't know if we get the tram or we come in the car, you know what I mean? So do you remember the dog and partridge? In Eccles. That used to be right on the site that we're on now. All oh, right, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those were the days. I can't remember when it was come down, but um, the way they've done this, they've brought it in as part of the match they experience, haven't they? The way yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a theme pub, this one now. And I remember I was, I was just asking whether uh, Pete Boyle still comes in here, but he doesn't, does he? No, I think he does the odd event here, though. Yeah. I just talked to the landlord about him. What do you think about United's progress so far this season? They've come back with a banger, haven't well, they? At first, I wanted Ollie out, me. You know, well, when he was. When our form had gone, I thought, he didn't, I thought he lost the dressing room. And then suddenly, he was just coming out of nowhere, coming back. Then Fernandez is just totally a different team now. Totally. Would you have liked him to have signed in the summer? Do you think 100%, that would be... 100%, yeah, I wanted him then, anyway. I always said every to everyone we should get him. So, he's really, really good. Mm. He's unselfish as well. He's made Paul Pogba more unselfish as well. I've noticed his passing now, haven't I? Yeah. And Pogba realised he's not the main man now. 
it looks like that's settled into a regular first team combination as well now. He's yeah, yeah. picked up the third game on the trot, yeah. unchanged, which is bearing fruit. I think we need another. I think we need another defender. Though. Lundelof, like I said, then he's got got a mistake in him he, all the time. He's always that one mistake in him. Do you, are you happy to be patient for Tuanzebi to come through, maybe, or do you want to buy? I'd buy me. I think we need a striker, possibly a winger and a defender. And if De Gea still wants to go, he can go for me. You know, what I mean, I do want to keep him, but he can go if he wants to go. Yeah. Bring that Dean Anderson back. Yeah. What about Romero? Do you I like, like him? Romero? It's tight in it on Romero. I really like Romero. He does play well as well. He puts his heart and sleeve into when he plays as well. Yeah. He's probably got a really good record for his coming up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Clean sheet wise. I'd like to keep him. Yeah, he's tight on him now. I know. Can't win, can we? Lin- uh, Lingard can go for me, mate. <laughs> he can go. What about you? Is that anything to do with his agent? No, it's just him. He's just a, he's too much, uh, he's too bad about his brand as him as a brand. I can't say I've bought any of his sportswear. No. (laughs) (laughs) He irritates me. But is he maybe close to other players that we want to keep and that might be a price worth paying? Maybe, yeah, I know what you're saying, yeah. Obviously, we're going to keep lower. But generally speaking, Bring on City in the FA Cup final, do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, it's uh, been a pleasure meeting you, mate. You too, mate, eh? got top on it. So thanks there from Alex, who went around Old Trafford and pretty difficult job because it was raining and there's not many people around. And when the Sheffield United game was on, there were a couple of people hanging around outside the ground. I'm going to go to Villa Park on... Thursday and I can get a pass because I've, I've got accreditation as a journalist not that I've been approved of it of, of it yet and hopefully Manchester United can win a fourth consecutive game because having beaten Bournemouth uh, 5-2 the mood continues to be absolutely superb among United fans and yes nobody is getting carried away and the team have just edged up into four for the first time since September and Chelsea obviously have, uh, have had a game in hand at the time of speaking. But we know it's encouraging. The, today, uh, Rashford got a penalty, struck it well. Uh, Martial scored again, so that they've both got 20 this season. So that's the first time since 2011 that United have got two players with 20 goals. The average age of United's goal scorers today was 22. So there's so many encouraging signs Although the defence was a bit of a worry, David De Gea was beaten at the near post after Harry Maguire had been nutmegged. So the defence will have better days. But since that Burnley win, and I started tweeting about that a couple of games after, saying United are now two unbeaten. And I was doing it as a joke at first, but it's now 16 unbeaten and 12 wins, scored 42, conceded 6, 11 clean sheets. So... It is so encouraging and Bruno Fernandes has been brilliant. Again, I thought he was the best player against Bournemouth. Notable mentions to Mason Greenwood, teenager, scoring brilliant goals. Martial played well. Again, too, Pogba's having a big impact. Solskjaer is naming a settled team and the confidence is clearly improving. But Solskjaer still wants to strengthen. And Earlier on Saturday, I wrote a piece 
about how United had been tracking very closely and made contact with uh, Peñarol, who were married, managed, not married, by Diego Forlan. And Diego's someone I've, I've known for a long time. I've worked with him. I wrote his column for many, many years. And he's five games into being manager there. It's his first management job at the club he grew up supporting, the club where his dad won the Copa Libertadores. And Diego played there as well towards the end of his career. And he's really enjoying being a manager. And his most exciting player is 18 years old. He's, he's like Ryan Giggs in terms of his speed and the way he likes to run uh, players. There has been interest from other clubs about him. Real Madrid, um, Manchester City. Uh, but just pop to a, an advert now just to support this podcast. We appreciate the support of our sponsors, including Harry's. Harry's story is that for decades, one big razor company relentlessly increased prices and reaped immense profits at the expense of their customers. So Jeff and Andy, two ordinary lads who were fed up with getting ripped off, started Harry's to fix shaving. Harry's knew there was only one way to ensure quality, so they bought their own factory by taking less profit and selling directly to you over the internet. Harry's offers their blades at half the price. They're amazing quality blades, a half the price of the leading five blade brand. Well, what do you get with Harry's? Harry's razors include everything you need for a close shave. You get a weighted ergonomic handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, a rich shave gel and a travel blade cover. We've got an offer for United We Stand listeners where you can get started shaving with Harry's today and claim a trial set for just £3.95. So you can support our podcast, get your trial set delivered to you, including the razor handle, five blade cartridge, foaming shave gel, a travel blade cover by going to harrys.com forward slash united right now. That's harrys.com forward slash united. So as I said in the piece uh, about Facundo, he's still very raw and needs to improve a lot in terms of his scoring and shooting in front of goal. But he's got a good master in Forlan who's working with him every day. And Peñarol feel that they just want to hold on to him as long as they can and that they know that they need the money, especially now with the economic climate. And they know there's been huge interest from major clubs but Forlan is a big fan of Manchester United and the way they develop young players. He speaks from his own experience about the environment at Old Trafford, one which he felt he thrived in as a person. And he learned a lot as a player, even though when he was at United, he took a long time to score and he had his own struggles. But he remains, A, in contact with Oli Gunnar, who he played with, and be an advocate of Manchester United's uh, system as a good destination for a young player to go to. But obviously United are looking at several players for every position. And this is what Ed Woodward explained to me in the United We Stand interview when, he, when we pushed him on the recruitment and what was going wrong. And also what Oli Gunnar said when we spoke to him in the current United We Stand in terms of him saying that he speaks to former teammates all the time. He, he wants to know exactly what players are like in terms of their personality, their family. I'm told that uh, Facundo speaks English. He's from a good family. And so you can see how these things start to add up and United uh, do their homework. And 
they have a plan A, a plan B and a plan C. And not to say that any of them are going to come off, but Solskjaer definitely wants to, to strengthen. And you can see that there's a very exciting team coming together. And maybe with a couple more players, uh, it will be even more exciting. And United don't just go for the young English players. They want game changers. They want young, exciting players. They'd be absolutely stupid to turn their back on brilliant talents coming out of places like Argentina and Uruguay and it's good that the club is scouting so well uh, in, in, in these countries they've spent a lot on the scouting operation but the proof will be in the pudding and social signings so far have been good ones I think United fans are encouraged by that but for a long time that's all they had because results really dipped away at the end of last season and the first half of this season when it was nowhere near good enough but uh, this year after those four defeats in January, things have really started to click and you can see that Paul Pogba, he's enjoying his football again now, he's enjoying playing alongside Bruno Fernandes. Matic has been one of the best players in the league in 2020 and the fact that he gave the ball away a couple of times against Bournemouth was notable because he doesn't normally do that. Martial smiling, he's someone who I've said many times, looks up to Pogba. And it's not a great situation for players like Andreas Pereira and Jesse Lingard, but they've had so many chances. I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been very fair to them. So the Palace game has been confirmed for Thursday, the 16th, and that is a few days before the FA Cup semi-final against Chelsea at Wembley. I'm going to try and go to all of these matches and do podcasts. I'm not sure the type of podcast we're going to get because you know when you listen to this, we normally speak to different people outside the ground and we try and get a good variety of fans on there and we try and get away fans as well so maybe I'll speak to a couple of journalists I can't even speak to players because we're just completely separated from them although we can do sort of pre and post match press conferences on zoom but we probably won't put them on the podcast because you can see that sort of information absolutely everywhere so it's looking good that the season uh, after the the restart has been good for United now, there's three wins and one draw. I'm still in the FA Cup, got the Europa League as well. And I think you've got to fancy this team going into the, the Europa League, even though there are good sides in there like, like Sevilla. The FA Cup's going to be difficult. And last week I was hoping, come on, Newcastle get a result against City or Leicester get a result against Chelsea. But it's not happened, so you've got four strong teams in there and I know when I got to Wembley to watch Manchester United there, I won't be too confident because I was scarred there by the the final, uh, the last time United played in an FA Cup final. And again, that 2007 final, what a terrible game. I think that was the first FA Cup final at Wembley. It was awful, awful. So prove us wrong, please, Manchester United, and, and win the FA Cup or win... Uh, the, the Europa League or get into the top four and I think if you if United can do any of them then you've got to say considering how bad the season was in, in October and again in January uh, that will be a successful season Manchester United finishing fourth is not a successful season but I think it, it's a team in the ascendancy and I think the club have done a lot of things right as well uh, during the lockdown so there's a, there's a lot of goodwill around at the moment but we all know this is results based and if United were to lose the next six games you'd have exactly the type of people coming out and saying that the manager should be sacked thankfully at the moment it looks like United are a long way from that so we'll bring you the next podcast on Thursday probably put it out on Friday 
and I'm going to try and record it at Villa Park. Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to end up with there. But I am looking forward to going to Villa Park. Uh, it's just a shame because it's one of my favourite away grounds. It's a shame if Villa go down. Of course, we want them to lose on Thursday. And that you know, United fans can be there because Reds love it. It's a place where I've got memories of FA Cup semi-finals and loads of good games against Villa. So it is far from ideal, but at least the football on the pitch is giving us a little bit of cheer at the moment. Until then, goodbye.